For more resources, visit rymonline.org. The Local Youth Worker is a daily podcast that's centered on five questions each week. Ranging from the practical to the professional, we're looking for answers to the questions you're asking. Whether you're in full-time, part-time, or even volunteer youth ministry, this podcast is for you. All right, everybody, welcome back. We're here with uh, Reverend John Stone. John, thanks again for uh, taking the time out. Um, so yesterday we were talking about advice for youth workers more as, you know, the relationship with the senior pastor. Today, though, uh, we want advice as a father, someone who has, you've got three children, two daughters that have been through the youth group, one who's currently in the youth group. What what, what are some thoughts you'd love to impart to youth workers um, to give them perspective kind of from a parent's point of view about youth ministry? Um Again, I'll be a little circular here, but I think the first thing I would say is, if at all possible for a church, they need to have both a male and female youth worker. Mm. So I'm the father of three daughters, and uh, we were involved at Cedar Springs Church in Knoxville, which is a mega church, before they went from the PCA to the EPC. Um, so what size are you talking when you say mega church? I mean, it's 4,000, 5,000 okay. people. And they actually built a youth house. And... I mean, this is kind of a down-the-road question, but my daughters love our church, Redeemer, which was planted 10 years ago. It's now about 350 people. We have a functioning youth group. We've got 20 kids here this week. But my children participated in Cedar Springs Youth Ministry. Okay. And I think the reason they did is that our church was really unable to provide one-on-one with them. I mean, we would have always... a a woman volunteer and a part-time male college student who were good. Mm-hmm. I mean, they really love kids. But what was attractive, for instance, to my daughters was there was a girl, this is a little ironic, in the RUF at UT working through Cedar Springs who would just take my daughters and four friends to breakfast and say, how are you? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think, how would I sum that up? You need to learn that youth ministry is about presence, hanging out, and just being available more than it is about teaching. I, I, I'm surprised a little bit. I understand it. Um, keep in mind, I've planted two churches, been involved in a bunch, you know, that we want someone to teach the youth. I think you want somebody to live with the youth more than teach the youth. Mm-hmm. Somebody who's, again, the power of presence has been a blessing to my children. Like my oldest daughter was mentored by a, really, a, when she was a freshman at our high school, a senior girl who just, because Young Life encouraged her to, hung out with my daughter and just became her friend. And they're still close. And like my daughter was in her wedding. Wow. And, I mean, she taught her a lot, but there was never this, like, we did Galatians or we did Romans. I mean, things like RYM teach that. Mm-hmm. You can get this sort of good teaching at different segments. And, yeah, we've had some good teachers but the thing that impacts youth is relationship more than how good is this person at teaching. Mm-hmm. And whether we want to hear this or not, often the guy who's good up front is not good one-on-one, right? Yeah, that's true. And so what you need, I mean, as a father, I want somebody that is available and who can handle my, my daughters telling them the truth. Like, mm-hmm. hey, my parents are fighting or I'm depressed. Uh, 
I'm really sad this boy didn't ask me to prom. Mm -hmm. I'm disappointed in my friends who are really making some unwise choices, and I'm being alienated from my friendships. Um, You know, as a father, what I would say is I want a very flexible youth ministry that has nothing to do with theology. I mean, you know, REF, we would say a lot, fixed theology, flexible methodology. I mean, you just got to figure out where youth are and go be with them. And that is hard. I mean, it is, it's crazy hard to hang out with youth. But that's what you're saying. I mean, that it's all of those hours that you put in getting to know those people where yeah. they finally do open up and they are vulnerable and that's they share right. their struggles. And But that does take time to yeah. uh, to invest before they'll, they'll begin to do that. Yeah, so my, you know, I certainly want my youth volunteers, but volunteers and the part-time staff in my particular church to understand Reformed theology, to believe it. You know, my children are going to ask some of those questions, but I want them to be relationally really good. I mean, in our church plant Redeemer, the best youth pastor, the best youth worker, not pastor we ever had, youth worker, was a woman and her theology really developed from the day we hired her yeah. until she left. I mean, she really probably, I don't know that she's Arminian, but she wasn't. She wasn't solid. Yeah. Came. And we just noticed that girls were attracted to her, and she grew that group crazy amounts. She she had to pick up for ice cream. She, she knew when they would be driving from dance to this. Um, it... it for a parent, it's about relationships. If you look at when parents get frustrated with youth ministry, what they're going to say is, no one is, quote, relating to my child. Don't hear that as teaching or the, hear that as they don't get my child. You know, one of the things I would and this really, I mean, this would be advice for pastors, search committee sessions, youth workers, all of us. What's the number one characteristic of a great campus minister? They want to be a college student still. (laughs) Given the choice, they might pledge Pike again, right? Because they they understand why the group would choose to go to Nickel Creek instead of a large group. And so you've got to have people who really want to be youth. And that actually isn't many people. Hmm. It's not a lot of people, or at least... Are excited about their youthness instead of going let's turn you into adults which is a horrible I want them to grow up and be mature in Christ but I don't want to turn an 18 year old into a 38 year old that's just Prozac Ambien in a bad place right <laughs> you can edit that out if you want to you don't you want them to grow where they are and there's you know there's a there's a freedom and a and a naivete a lot of times about youth that you just got to go embrace. And I think those of us in the Reformed camp need to admit that we overvalue 50-year-olds and some of those skills. And in youth ministry, that's often not how you gather youth, most often. So as a father, I just want someone who really gets my children and hangs out with them. That makes sense? Absolutely. That, that makes a lot of sense. Um, what would you say, not, not really pushing back on that, because I do agree with what you're saying, and I think that makes sense to be available. With current trends in the culture, and there's a lot of busyness, and there's a lot of activity, and um, some of these youth workers that are listening to this may say, I mean, I agree, I want to be available. 
but the only you know uh, time slot that little Sally has open is from 5 a.m. to 6 a.m. before yeah. you know school. Yeah. Um, but what advice there of kind of being available? That's that'll be the hardest question you ask me in this podcast. Well, I mean, there are just some kids you can't reach anymore. Yeah, meaning they and their parents have made decisions, whether it be dancing, um, travel, um, volleyball, travel baseball. They're not available. Um, but you know, I think again, I think the question becomes: Are you? So I don't have an opinion on this. I'm sort of interested in all the opinions about what I'm about to talk about. Like, we need to be an outward-facing youth group or an inward-facing youth group. I just think you need to be a youth group where people grow in Christ and a few new people come. Like, you don't always have to have... I'm very appreciative of the Young Life model. I'm not as appreciative maybe of their theology, but I'm appreciative of their sure. model. That's not the only model. It's, it's legit to say we're primarily a church-based youth ministry, and we've got 50 youth, and we're going to concentrate on them. Jesus disciple 12 people. Once you get to 50, that's about all a youth worker can handle anyway, right? right. So there, there's something legitimate about that. But I think, I think, and I'm answering your question about time. So if you can't get to them, then how do you go be with them? Can I become the chaplain of the travel baseball team? Is that doable in my context? Can I be the, you know, there's a guy at West High School in Knoxville who has taught a men's Bible study for 22 years to and he's become now an icon, and he just realized they had 30 minutes in the morning. He's done this 30-minute Bible study. He just shows up, he does 20 minutes of teaching, he prays for them, and he goes to their sporting events. He, and, you know, I would have never started a 30-minute Bible study. I'm reformed. I'm not making fun of like, you know. But that thing through the years, parents are begging their boys to get in there. And, and he just figured out that was, it wasn't maybe normal, you know, 30 minutes, and it was in the morning, and he was a you know an employee, and he had to ask his boss to be late that day a week. It's been crazy powerful. So, you know, there's another guy who's the chaplain of the football team. There's another guy that goes to all the baseball teams. There's a woman that goes to all the volleyball. You know, they're all working for different churches, but I think those folks sort of demonstrated they just found a place to go fit in with the kids. Because yeah. I think you're right. It's hard to get the kids anymore to come out. The school is becoming all-consuming. Um, but in, but I think you just have to own. This may go back to the first question: just how do you and the pastor in the session on the same pages? There are some kids we can't reach yeah. because of the choices that their parents and they are making. Um, you know, it, if you're doing college ministry, if, if you're in student government, you're useless to us. <laughs> you're a Christian and you're impacting people, but. REF is not for you. I mean, you can come to large group for 10 minutes, but you're coming from one committee to another to yeah. uncoming. And just kind of live with that. Yeah, that, that is a good point because it can, it can definitely be hard to admit that because, I mean, you know if you're a youth worker, you've been tasked to reach these students. Yeah. But then there, there comes a certain point in time, usually we would say, okay, around sophomore, junior year, if they haven't been coming to anything, we're not going to get them. Now. Right. Because, like you said, they've And it's often... Students. The most important elder children, right? Yeah, that's right. And I'm not saying that in a bad way. Like, it's not because he's, I mean, his, his kid just happened to be a superstar soccer. And so he's doing under 17 travel and college prep and he's going to a camp in the summer. And his dad wanted to run to RYM. And, like, that's it. And, yeah. you know, and you've got to be okay with that. Mm -hmm. um, I, you know, I, 
forgive me for not knowing the reference, but you know, Paul mourns that the Spirit didn't let him go into Mesopotamia. The Spirit closed that and said no. And as a youth, I, I think that it's so hard as a youth pastor because more than any other position in the church, they want the youth pastor to be all things to all people. Oh, yeah. And man, that's hard. Mm-hmm. You aren't hip to a youth. Even if you're hip to everybody else, you're not hip to a youth. Uh, you can't get to them for eight hours a day. They're in class. At college, they're in class three hours a day. They can't have lunch with you. Everyone else in the world can have lunch with you. So it's just tough, you know, and yeah, it's just tough. Yeah. That's a, I mean, you're, you're bringing up great points, and that does, it seems like there's a, there's a theme there that you're saying of just you, you want a youth worker to be present in your daughter's lives. And I think just for a youth worker to hear that, um, to know that parents want help. I know, I mean, I'm a, I'm a father of five right now, and I know I need other people investing yeah. in my children. Because I think a lot of youth workers, they're, they can be afraid of parents, and they can feel kind of similar, like you were saying the other day, about the senior pastor, feel like they're, they're at odds and they're working against each other. But to know that there are a lot of parents that are welcoming yeah. other people into their lives. And so that's, that's, some, that's some good advice. 